Scouting out of the blue corner. He gives you your football meat and potatoes style and is the undisputed king of detailed player analysis. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Steve the Scout. Hey guys, this is Steve the Scout. I am the voice of the Pro Football Scouting Podcast. Happy Halloween. It is Wednesday, October 31st. And I am here bringing you a new series on Wednesday where I will be going over player rankings. Last week, I gave you the 15 most electrifying players in the NFL. If you have not heard that one, go back and listen to it. And today, I will be giving you my top five wide receivers, not today, but in the history of the NFL. Some other exciting stuff that I did want to announce is the website pigskinnut.com. It is going to be a hardcore football news website. And Pigskin Nut tagline is for those who are crazy about football. And uh, if you have ever had an itch to write about your team and to talk about your team and you've played football and you really understand the game, right now I am looking for volunteer writers. So I'm looking for coverage for all 32 NFL teams, looking for about 100 volunteer writers in total. Uh, and with this, um, if, if your writing is good and you have a good radio voice, it can get you time on the podcast to talk, to talk to our audience. We have several thousands of people that listen to it each episode. Uh, and in addition, we also will write you a letter of recommendation uh, if your work is good. So if you are interested in writing about your NFL team, want to get on the website pigskinnut.com, which I have huge plans for. I think it's going to be something very big, and I don't think you're going to see another news website that covers football the way that the way that it does. Uh, I'm excited about that. If you want an opportunity to be on there, you can contact me by email at stevethescout81 at gmail.com. Also, that same email, again, stevethescout81 at gmail.com is the best way to send me questions. And remember, every Wednesday is question and answer day. So uh, you guys know that every week I answer questions on Wednesday. They can be about a college prospect, something involving your NFL team, a player, something you saw on the field, pretty much anything about the game of football. Uh, and uh, it takes about two to four weeks to get on the show. Uh, that's going to be usually about the time that we get. Uh, I may get you on a little bit sooner if the question's going to be a little bit more relevant uh, to that particular time frame. So just FYI on that. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter, SteveTheScout81, and the Pro Football Scouting Podcast on Facebook. But definitely did want to emphasize pigskinnut.com. That, that is the direction that this brand is going in. And uh, we are looking for volunteer writers right now. So if you are a good writer, you want to cover your team, have a voice for yourself, get on the show, talk to talk in front of thousands of people, uh, send me that email at stevethescout81 at gmail.com. So we do have three people on the show today that, that uh, have emailed me questions. We're going to be welcome, welcoming back Abdul Kader. Abdul wanted to know what I thought of the New York Giants having a fire sale and trading Eli Apple. Bill Nevinson, he wanted to know what was the best trade move that was made before the trade deadline. So, Bill, uh, his question, 
Uh, his question is an example of a question. He just emailed me a couple days ago, but I'm getting him on because it is relevant to this particular time frame. And Gerald Kirshner, he wanted to know any teams that could dominate in the second half of the season that, that only got off to an okay start. So I will answer all three of those questions today. But first, I'm going to start out by giving you who I think is the fifth best player or the fifth best wide receiver in the history of the NFL is wide receiver Antonio Brown of the Pittsburgh Steelers currently playing today. The second fastest wide receiver to reach uh, 10,000 yards in NFL history behind Calvin Johnson. Antonio Brown did it in 116 games. Calvin Johnson did it in 115 games. And what makes Antonio Brown so special? First of all, let's just say this. Coming out of college, one of the consensus remarks by scouts going against him was he was not a refined route runner. Uh, you, you look at Antonio Brown's route running today, some of the best we've seen in the history of the game. What really makes him special, he has to have the fastest damn feet I have ever seen I've ever seen a wide receiver have. He's incredibly fast in and, in and out of his breaks, and he is a master at getting last-second separation when the ball is coming down his way. I mentioned this the other week. Uh, you, can, you, can, you can cover him well, but when the ball is coming down his way, he, he knows how to get that last-second separation better, better than any wide receiver I've ever seen. If he continues to go at the rate that he's going at, he can be looked at as the best wide receiver in NFL history. And I still think he's got a lot of good years left, and he really is on pace to be maybe the best we've ever seen uh, when you want to look at everything for, from a production standpoint. That's why Antonio Brown comes in at number five. So, before getting to number four, I am going to answer uh, Abdul's question. Abdul, you wanted to know what I thought of the Giants having a fire sale and getting rid of Eli Apple. Uh, I know you asked this before the trade deadline, so the fire sale wasn't quite as big as, as what we thought it would be. But uh, I still think I still think Eli Apple is developing. I really think he could be one of those cornerbacks who who becomes a really good cornerback year five or year six. He just came into this league raw. Um, definitely had some immaturity issues as we've seen. I know he's I know he's gotten beat beaten at times, and it's more so because of more so because of his in game his intelligence playing the game more so than his athletic ability. He still has great tools to work with. If he can get good coaching, he could end up being, uh, you know, a good a, a good value steal for for the Saints there. So uh, I don't know how crazy I was about them trading him, but he's he's been a big liability at times this year. Um, that that secondary has gotten beat bad a couple times, and very often it's it's been it's been because of him having missed assignments. So we've seen we saw that last year. We're seeing that again this year. Uh, in terms of the in terms of the fire sale, um, hasn't been quite as big as what we thought it what we thought it would be. They got rid of him and Damon Harrison. What the Giants really need more than anything else is is offensive line help. Uh, I get it. You know, people are saying Eli Manning, sh sh you know, he needs to leave. We need the next quarterback. But I'll tell you this: um, you can you can say that. Yeah, Eli Manning, he's been to blame for a lot of this. But I've watched Eli over a long period of time, and he is someone. He, he is a quarterback that gets stuck in habits, good or bad, maybe as much as anyone I've ever seen. Uh, when, when he's getting pressure, he's hearing, foot, he's hearing footsteps all the time. His, his accuracy goes down. He, ma he just makes a lot more bad decisions, more so than other quarterbacks who are, who are, face, who are facing that pressure. Um, I, also, I also don't see him uh, manipulating and adjusting his protection as much as I see from other quarterbacks like a Tom Brady or a Drew Brees 
who always seem to play good with offensive linemen no matter who they are. Uh, you look at Nate Soldier in New England, you look at Nate Soldier here, he was a lot better in New England. So um, I think, but uh, again, more than anything else, they need the offensive line help. Doesn't matter who you have back there. That is the number one thing that, that, they, that they need to fix there. So, uh, Abdul, I appreciate your question. And now I will get to who I think is the fourth best wide receiver in the history of the NFL, and that is Randy Moss. Randy Moss, what made him special was, was his combination of size, speed, sure hands, and, and, and ability to pluck the ball out of the air, maybe better than any wide receiver we've, we've, ever, we've ever watched. When you're talking about the most talented, naturally gifted wide receivers of all time, he might be, he might be number one. Um, uh, when some, some of Randy Moss's notable, uh, notable stats, he has, the most touch, he has the most TD receptions in a season with 23 in 2017, the most touchdown receptions by a rookie with 17 in 1998, and he has the most seasons with 17 or more touchdown receptions, did it three times in 1998, 2003, 2007, ha- also has the most for 16 and, and 11. So when you want to talk about big seasons, he's he's up there. He he did he did it over a, he did it over a long period of time. Uh, I don't think if he continued to play, he would have had a chance of breaking Jerry Rice's record. But when you want to look at what he did so special, uh, he was he was just completely unguardable. He was six five, had four had four had four three speed, and had just as fast game speed. And it doesn't matter if he was double or triple covered. You could literally throw the ball up to him. Uh, and he was that tall, that athletic, had that good of high jumping ability uh, and that sure of hands that he was, uh, he was a good bet to catch it every single time. One of the rarest talents we've ever seen play in the history of the game. Uh, and that is why Randy Moss comes in, comes in at number four. Following Randy Moss coming in at number three is a player that has very similar skill sets but I believe he is just a hair better, and I'll tell you why. And that is wide receiver Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson was six foot five, two hundred and forty pounds, ran a four four point three five forty. When you want to look at Calvin Johnson, this is the Jim Brown of wide receivers. He had everything. He had the greatest combination in the history of the game of all these things: size, speed, strength, catching route running and being able to truck you like a tight end or or a running back. He he was he was essentially a um I know they talk about, you know, co- you know combos like guys like Jimmy Graham or wide receivers and tight ends. This this was a this is a guy that had the best wide receiver speed in the game, some of the best in the history of the game, but also had had almost the body of of a, of a tight end. And uh, to me, you know, what separates Calvin Johnson from Randy Moss, you know, just just a little bit is his strength. Um, he, you know, I understand, you know, Randy Moss was was big and was big and strong, but but Calvin Johnson was bigger, stronger. Uh, and Calvin Johnson, he had he had, you know, when you want to look at seasons with sixteen hundred receiving yards, he had he had two of them. Randy Moss, Randy Moss didn't have that. He had more he had more consecutive games. With at least 100 yards receiving than any player in NFL history, with eight. Although Adam Thielen might, might be taking that pretty soon, he also had the most consecutive games with at least 10 receptions, uh, and he also had the most 100-yard receiving yard, most games with 100 receiving yards in a single season, 
11 tied with tied with Mike tied with Michael Irvin. Uh, he has again the most yards in a single season, had the most dominant year of all time. And what made him so special was he was just like Randy Moss, but he had that special strength and that special power where he was he was also a great blocker, uh, but just had the ability to truck you over as well. That is why Calvin Johnson comes in comes in at number three. So getting getting to our next question is from Bill Nevinson. Bill, you had you had asked me what was the, what was the best trade move that we saw before the deadline, and I definitely got to say the best trade that we saw before the deadline was Haha Clinton Dix. The Green Bay Packers traded their safety Haha Clinton Dix to the Redskins for a 2019 fourth round draft pick. Clinton Dix is in the prime of his career. He's 25. I have watched extensive game tape on him. So at the scouting academy, uh, there there are some players. Um, the players that we watch tape on, we watch extensive tape, we write reports on them, and uh, studying HaHa ha Clinton Dix, the Green Bay Packers, I don't believe, have, have, always, have always used him the right way. Uh, I think the Washington system fits, fits him a lot better, and, he, and he's going to make that Washington defense so much better. The Redskins already have a great defensive line. They've been one of the best defenses in the NFL this year. They have DJ Swearinger as their strong safety uh, and he he plays in the box. Yes, DJ Swearinger can play deep, but if you really want a guy that can play center field, HaHa ha Clinton Dix is going to be a much better fit for them to do that. Uh, having both of those guys back there at safety is going to make a huge difference on this defense. It's going to allow the pass rush to be better. Uh, it's going to force more coverage sacks. He's really a guy that he's not he's not an in the box type safety. Doesn't have the greatest play strength, but when you want to talk about a guy that has great pre-play instincts and has good reaction, good reaction during the play, knows where he needs to be, and has great hands to intercept the ball. That's haha Clinton Dix. He's been a Pro Bowl player, and I believe he will be again uh, in Washington system. So uh, trading him for for a fourth round pick, especially when your defense is already good, and you, and that was that was a position of need because you needed a second safety there. I like that, and that is why I thought that trade was the best one I saw before the deadline. So, with that being said, let's get down to who are the two best wide receivers in the history of the NFL. Coming in at number two is a wide receiver that many of you may have not may have never heard of. And you know what? He's also the greatest Green Bay Packer of all time. It's not Brett Favre. It's not Aaron Rodgers. It's not Bart Starr. It's not Reggie White. It's wide receiver who played in the 1930s Don Hudson, who is the most dominant player of any era in the history of the game. And when you want to look about all-around talent, you could say he's the best player of all time, you know, when you want to talk about a guy that really dominated an era. That dominated an era. Uh, when you look at the first 25 years of the NFL, no one even came close to him in terms of speed, production, and dominance. He went to college at Alabama and uh, his first, his first, his first eleven seasons, every single year, he was by far the most dominant player in the league. He averaged a touchdown catch every five, every five receptions. This is before, this is before the way before the NFL became a passing game. And back then, it was hardly a passing game at all. Uh, world class, world class track speed was one of the fastest guys in the world at that time. Uh, one game, he actually scored twenty nine points. In the last 13 minutes of the game, where he was mostly double covered, 
Uh, you look at the first 25 years of the NFL, he had three times more touchdowns than anyone else in the game. Uh, and, and, and this is, again, before the NFL was a passing game. He finished with 99 receiving touchdowns, and, but Steve Largent, the wide receiver for the Seahawks, it took him almost 50 years to break that. In addition, Don Hudson was the field goal kicker. He was a star defensive end, and he, and he, was, he was a good running back. Uh, when, when you want to look at the wide receiver position, Don Hudson didn't just revolutionize the position. He created it. He was overall, the, again, the most dominant player in any era, in any era that we've ever seen. Uh, and, that is, and that is why he comes in at number two. So before I get to the number one wide receiver of all time, let's answer my last question from Gerald Kirshner. Gerald, you wanted to know what teams that got off to maybe a slow or a decent start in the first half of the season can dominate in the second half. So... These are some teams that I think can have uh, that that will play better in the second half. Number one, the Minnesota Vikings. They still have a lot of good players on defense. Hopefully, Everson Griffin comes back. You'll see Dalvin Cook come back. I just think they're too talented of a team uh, for the record for the record that they have. So I do expect to see them play better and win more games in the second half. the The Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons um, have one of the best offenses in the game. Their defense came on strong the other week against against the Giants. I understand the Giants have a pretty terrible offensive line, but uh, you know some of those players can come back from injury. They they can start to become a better defensive squad if they just get a little bit more help on the defensive side of the ball. They can really start to win a lot more football games. The Houston Texans have come on strong. Deshaun Watson is, pl- is playing his best football. Uh, Demarius Thomas is now a member of that team. It gives them another weapon outside of DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens are another team I would watch out for. They're only four and four right now, but they've shown they have one of the top two or three best defenses in the NFL. They have a good offensive line. Joe Joe Flacco has played well. What they're really missing right now is, is a rushing attack. But uh, I believe that you know they could have won a couple more games than they did, and I think they'll have a good second half. The other team that I would look at having a better second half is going to be the Chicago Bears. Khalil Mack has not been healthy all this year. He is, his production ha- has been limited by his ankle injury this year. I think Mitch Trubisky is starting to play better football. Uh, you're starting to see that offense click a lot better. So I think the Bears are really going to heat up in the second half. So again, Gerald, uh, the teams that I would look at to have better second halves are Minnesota, Atlanta, Houston, Baltimore, and Chicago. So that brings me to who I think is the number one best wide receiver of all time. And I think you may have figured it out. It is definitely Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice is the best all time in terms of being fast in and out of his breaks. And he is the best with 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 catch, catch after the run. He is the all-time leader in, in receiving yards. No one even comes close. He has almost 23,000 receiving yards. And the next closest person behind him is Terrell Owens. And he has 7,000 less receiving yards. What made Jerry Rice special also, what people forget, it really was his athletic ability. People want to talk about that he didn't have the fastest 40 time ever. But one thing that they measured that they measured back in the day was uh, guys, guys who ran their 40 yard dash. How fast did they run the second 20 yards of that 40? And, ac- and according to Bill Walsh, there is no one in the NFL that, that could even touch him at the second, the second 20 yards of that 40 yard dash. 
He picked his top end speed and ability to pick up acceleration was was second to none. In and out of his breaks, the best. Be- after the catch, the best. When you want to look at just career accolades, 13 Pro Bowls over, over nine years, the all-time leader in, in career receptions, and the most consistent regular season player in the history of the NFL, the only other guys that even come close to that are going to be guys like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, but I would still say Jerry Rice is the best regular season player we've ever, we've ever seen. Leads the NFL all-time with 197 career touchdowns, um, uh, 208 total touchdowns, and 23,546 all-purpose all yards. His, his, work, his work ethic is legendary. Uh, you've, all, you've all seen clips of him, of him running up that famous hill. Uh, and what made Jerry Rice special, again, was just uh, all those things that I mentioned. Top-end speed, in and, out of, in and out of his breaks, hands. Uh, the best route runner that we've ever seen. So that's why Jerry Rice comes in at, at number one. And that wraps up everything for today. Join me back on Friday when I give you a preview of all of the weekend's action. This is Steve the Scout with the Pro Football Scouting Podcast, signing off.